talking about crazy men. There's a lot of them. With huge fucking egos. Huge egos. Jesus. It's recording now. Okay, good. <laughs> to see good. Well, that's <laughs> that's how we're gonna start. Parlay it into. I'll just say first of all, thank you for listening to our show ever. I'm your host CJ Boyd. I'm here with Keelan Mayer. Uh, we are in the park. I don't know what the name is. Park is Colonel something. Colonel Sumner. Sumner. Is it Sumner? Sumner. We're in a little park. There's some basketball <laughs> going on. There's some skateboarding going on. Yeah. It's a nice little day yeah. in Portland, yeah. Oregon. Yeah. We were just talking about some some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Are we? I don't know if we're gonna get into that. We. I, I don't mean, know. I don't we know can always go back. It's always a favorite topic of mine. Okay. You know. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where the conversation takes us. Yeah. But, um, I was just gonna say, Keelan and I met in Chicago mm-hmm. probably like ten or eleven years ago. I'm yeah, two thousand. I, I was back in Chicago the first time from two thousand five to two thousand eight. Yeah, I lived there. Late 2007 to early 2008. Yeah. Well, not for very long. Yeah. Because you're um, a nomad. That was, that was the beginning <laughs> of my nomad days. Yeah. But uh, played shows together back there. Then you moved to Baltimore. And I didn't yes. see you for a long time. Yes. Uh, when you were in Baltimore, I don't think we ever met up. And then been in Portland now for quite a while as well. Yeah, I moved back to Portland in 2013. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've run into each other a few times now. You're playing in Abronia, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fun. We were just talking a little bit about the incestuous sort of small worldness of Portland, and and uh, Abronia happens to be with two other people that I'm good friends with yeah. in totally separate contexts. Well, I know Paul. Oh, you know Paul? No shit. Yeah. I didn't know you knew Paul. Yeah. It's, oh, I put fuck. out Paul's tape. Oh, for creative. creative oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Like last year. Okay. And yeah. I, yeah. And I like released the. Um, that waiver climber bellow okay well uh, you saw paul with us over the summer in yeah but i knew paul before Sacramento. that oh. i played a show with him here maybe like two years ago in um dead death okay okay and then that's how i met sage okay uh, and i put out sage's dolphin midwives tape right 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 and it was like a big fan of both of them nice. I, they're not together anymore but yeah. um but yeah yeah met her through him right big fan of both of their music okay and together and then last year at Treefort in Boise, uh-huh. uh, they both played in my group, Curve Acquire. Oh, cool. Um, which is the group that's playing tonight, though not with those guys. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. And, and, then, and then you know James Shaver. I don't know. He was in Scalpels. Oh. He was a bass player. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you yeah. told me that. He's I, my band husband. We've been in four <laughs> bands together. We've been in Scalpels. Okay, I did not make that connection. Fake Lake. Yeah. Abronia, and then another band here that was with Suzanne from Million Brazilians called okay. Swarming Hordes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So there you go. I yeah. Know In- incestuous. Out the, yeah. Out of the six of you? There's six. Yeah, six of us. Yeah. Eric, me, James Shaver. Well, Amir, our bass player, is like kind of maybe coming back, maybe not. But the bass player you saw was named, his name is Sean. And then, um, Paul oh, and Rick, the pedal steel player. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys played a show the other night. It was killer. With Giannis uh, and Gat. Giannis and Gat. Great show. Fucking uh, sick drummer, Max. <laughs> Shout out to Max. Shout out to Max. Uh, that was another funny little... I know, I want to get into your worst story here, but that was another funny <laughs> little uh, strange alignment because I'm good friends with Thor. Oh, right. Okay. As well. Okay. And didn't know until like the day before the show that Thor was playing with Jonathan Gat. Oh, shit. That's a fairly new thing, I think. Yes. And, uh, so that was also funny. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, so Jonathan Gat's on Joyful Noise, which is the label I'm on. Oh, um, okay. Okay. So I'd met him before and like heard okay. his music and then I was like, oh, well, you guys are opening up for Jonathan Gat. I'm going to go to that show. Yeah. And then, oh, Thor's there too. Right. That's crazy. That show's killer one of yeah. my favorite of the the summer for sure awesome. yeah yep well so that was a good show but we are here to talk about shitty shows shitty shows that's all i want no more good shitty no shows. more good although i i'm like you know i'm like the eternal optimist okay so i always find like something about a show that i enjoyed right so that's, that's so that's good. that's like the, the tough thing about me okay <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to be like, but the silver lining was. Right. And I feel like the way I feel about silver linings, it's fine yes. for you to have a silver lining. What yes. I don't like is when people try to project their own silver linings onto mm. other people's shit. Mm-hmm. If somebody's like, ah, oh, man, my fucking phone broke and I can't fix it. 
And somebody's like, well, at least you'll have some time away from media. You're like, right. fuck, fuck you. you. I didn't ask for that time away. <laughs> but I don't know. This is something I feel like I've just been learning the last few years. Because I think I do this and I'm trying to not do it anymore. Yeah. Whereas someone tells you something that's hard. That's like you just listen. shitty. And then you're like, well, at least. And no. you're like, you feel like you have to say what's good about it. And if that person wants to be like, ah, well, at least I probably need a break from my phone or whatever, then that's fine. That's, you know, you can have that. Totally. But, but, you don't need to put but I think if it's, if it's your own silver lining about your own story, I think yeah. that's different yeah, than someone I projecting. Agreed. Yeah. They're there. So. So I'm not going to silver lining you. Okay. But, don't silver but, line but me. you're welcome to do it. For <laughs> I mean, well. stop you. I'm going to talk about when I was in Scalpels and Fake Lake. Um, same tour, actually, both of the two stories, I believe. So, um, you're saying those you were in both of those bands that were touring together? Yes. Ah. So, Alex Valentine, my yeah. then boyfriend, ex boyfriend, and I yeah. were in Fake Lake with James Shaver. Yeah. And Alex played drums, uh, James played bass, I played sax and sang. Yeah. And then, um, James Shaver was also in Scalpels playing bass, and Paul Jickling played guitar. Al Schatz played um, drums. Okay. He's also in Womb. Okay. Al Schatz, excuse me, he's going to kill me if you fucking hurt me. <laughs> but my Chicago just came out of me. I apologize, Al. I love you, Schatz. It was like Schatz, you know, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Fuck, sorry. Jesus. He knows that. Jesus. Anyways, Jesus. I'm from fucking Chicago. So. Um, we were in a minivan together and we went to, from Chicago, I think it was our first show out of Chicago in Cleveland and we played at this place called, I'm sure you know it, Pats in the Flats. Oh, I know it. Yes. (laughs) So. Notorious. Yeah, notorious. So we roll up. I like had no idea. Actually, I think it was my first time ever in Cleveland. Um, and so we roll up and we get there and there's absolutely no one there yeah and um just like the bartender and then there's the local band who i completely forgot their name who was amazing i wish Wait, i knew their name the bartender pat there's a lady named lady pat. a late there was a lady brown hair like older maybe might have been pat might have been pat the okay pat maybe i don't know okay. but so then this other band rolls in that was also on tour from North Carolina at the time, little band called Future Islands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, we're going to play. We played to absolutely nobody. We played to the bartender and then the two other bands. Yeah. And um, I think, I don't think the, so yeah, because it was four band bill because it was Fake Lake, Scalpels, Future Islands, and the local band. I think the local band was not into Fake Lake and Scalpels. It's a little harsh, a little harsh noise. Okay. Um, so not everyone's palate, um, especially. Both of those were harsh noise. Well, little. Well, no, Fake Lake definitely. I don't okay. know. You do you remember Fake Lake at all? I don't know if I ever saw Fake Lake. I remember Scalpels. Okay, so we were a little. That was a little more psych rock, but yeah. you know, but I could get like kind of. Yeah. Kind of out there too, and um, so Future Islands played, and uh, they had a drummer at the time. Okay. And um, their drummer was so fucking pissed that there was no one there and that we were just playing to each other that he started throwing shit and he threw a temper tantrum and then he like ran out of the bar. I think he might even taken the van or something, um, which was their their van. And like, I don't know where he went. He just like took off. I don't know if he fucking took the Future Islands van, or okay. what the fuck happened? <laughs> now, wait, I have to, full disclosure, I know the name Future Islands, but I don't know that band. They're, like, a big deal, yeah? They're, They're like yeah, so, San, so they, like, now. blew the fuck up um, when they were, they're a Baltimore slash North Carolina band. They blew up when they were on David Letterman. And Sam, oh. the lead singer, is, like, quite charismatic. And okay. did this little dance, and David Letterman turned into a meme. So, of course, okay. of course, you know. Gotcha. If David Letterman does it, then everybody loves it, which is great. I love those dudes. So okay. that was the first time meeting them. And, you know. But you're saying the drummer that threw the fit is not in the band now? No, he's not. Okay. He, he, he quit okay. that night. He oh. quit because there was fucking no one there. Okay. And it was, you know, I don't even know. It was like a Wednesday night or something. Right. But he was really upset about it. 
Okay. Um, I just remember him just like raging and not being cool. So then Sam got into our van at one point because I think we were just like trying to figure out like where that dude went to or like how to get I can't exactly remember wait, wait, it was so fucking tell, long ago it was like 2006 remember, did he tell he didn't tell people he was leaving I guess he just, no he just, just kind of like, like stormed out and was like I fucking quit like and fuck was it this. his van maybe and so I maybe he was know. just like fuck this tour I was I'm drunk and high I don't okay. really you know okay. this was 12 years ago <laughs> yeah yeah just checking okay so many shows yeah, um yeah. <laughs> But then, like, Sam and I became buds, and we are laughing about it. They, so that's the silver lining, okay. that we became good <laughs> friends with Future Islands. That poster of that show was incredible, but it was incredibly shitty, weird night in Cleveland. And somehow, we ended up staying at a warehouse space with a dude who wasn't at the show. Um, but it's always been my rule, even if there's fucking absolutely no one at the show, except the bartender and the other bands to always make sure you still fucking play from your heart. Something yeah. that my friend Jeff Brown, who I was talking to you about earlier, yeah. um, taught me. So, always and play your fucking heart out. Cause because you don't, cause you don't know. You don't know. Maybe it's your future buddy. Maybe it's future your end and the future buddy. islands hanging out on the islands together buddy. So, right. so there's that story. Okay. Do you know, and you might not know the answer to this, but okay. just, did they ever find out what happened to the dude? The drummer? Yeah. I don't, you know, I should ask Sam that question. I, I feel like I, I would need... I just be curious to know if you, like... I feel like I need to, like, text Sam and be him. like, dude, Sam, what happened that night? Yeah, I want to <laughs> know if he, like, drove to North Carolina. If he was, like... He may have. If he was, like, I don't, fuck this. I, or took a bus. Because you guys Who's... didn't find him that night. No, I didn't see him after he left. Like, he was gone. And so then, like, the next day, you guys presumably drove to some other town to play a show yeah we we were in future islands went to wherever they were on their way to hopefully but maybe i'm saying do you know if they did or (laughs) i don't know know. i mean like maybe he was just like throwing a temper tantrum and was like you hope but i i will say and i want to get way into my shit but i was on a tour where the drummer straight up bailed with the the tour not with the van (laughs) but like took his shit and just left and okay. like caught a train back to Boston. Yeah. From like Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. And not because the show was bad, just because he like didn't want to be on tour anymore. Didn't yeah. say shit to anybody. Yeah. Didn't let it, did no no heads up. Well. Like he was grumpy that day mm-hmm. and we kinda of like let him alone because he right. he wasn't into talking or hanging right. out. So we just kinda of gave him space. And then that night, like when we were loading in we like I took a load of stuff. My buddy Tony, whose band it was, was like right behind me, and then we Alex was like right behind us, mm-hmm. and, and then we're like we go in and look, put our stuff down, and like we're talking, and we don't really trip on the fact that he's not right behind us until we come back out, and Tony's like, "Dude, what the fuck? I left the the truck is like open, and Alex just like wandered off, and we thought he was just like." made a phone call or something and we're sort of like dude what are you doing just leave the gear like unguarded and wander off and then we're like looking around we're like yeah uh he's not around here <laughs> he's fucking, it still he's didn't wild. occur to us for like until way later that like he wasn't coming back yeah we thought he'd been having like conversations with his girlfriend or like ex-girlfriend and it was like maybe they're getting back together maybe they're not we weren't sure what's going on there right. but was like just giving him space kind of annoyed with him but not like thinking it was a big deal until like later yeah later like when the show was like about to start tony was like hey i still haven't seen alex and his <laughs> stuff isn't with our stuff oh, fuck. like he was mostly using tony's um drum kit uh-huh but he had brought his own snare and his own cymbals oh. from boston and he, <laughs> he was just, like, I, and it was like, Tony, Tony realized that like the snare and the cymbals were not with mm-hmm, our other stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's weird because we unloaded the truck and it he gave the there. old Irish goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... <laughs> so all I had to say now that's the only time someone's like straight up ghosted on a tour. Yeah. Me. But I feel like I I've heard that happen other stories of people doing that. Well, I mean, well, I'm not saying it's the only time it's happened. I'm saying no. it's the only, happened to me. only time yeah. it's happened to me. Yeah, I haven't had anybody bail from a tour in any of the crazy tours. I'm like, I've been on some... I feel like more my um, stories are about, like, 
being in the van, you know, rather than like this, the shitty shows, like the crazy times in the van or whatever. Um, than like the show itself, you know? Yeah. Um, those are, those are up for grabs too. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot of, I got a lot of like, yeah, war stories about (laughs) tour vans and, you know, almost dying and Okay. Yeah, I got a good one for that. But the other the other story on that tour was uh, we were playing in fuck was it Pittsburgh? Carnegie? What's the is it Carnegie Mellon? Carnegie yeah, yeah. And I feel there. like don't they have like payout bands like really well or something out of the they have like I've some kind of fun. I've never played Carnegie Mellon, but a lot of the schools do. I'm not sure, but so we roll up to the parking lot and. Um, there's another band in the parking lot and we are like trying to talk to them be like hey you know we're supposed to play and again it's fake lake and scalpels there's two of us two bands and um the dudes the other band that i didn't know who they were at the moment um were total fucking dicks to us and like they were like i don't know what they're like talking shit to us which is never been my experience of like rolling up to another band and be like you know usually everyone's friendly yeah and um and I, I think they didn't know that there were two bands opening and okay. were expectant to, like, get all the college money or something, you know, because oh. you get paid, right? right, right. There's, like, a finite amount. What, how much it was. Right, right. And so we roll up, and they were like, oh, fuck. You know, like, we're going to share our money. So, um, yeah, they were just douchebags. I, I just, like, remember my then-boyfriend, Alex, like, getting into a fight. And he's, like, super chill, you know, he's not, like, a fighter by any stretch of the imagination. He's just, like, a really chill person. And so it was odd that he was, like, getting into an argument with them or, like, I don't know what happened. I was just, like, seeing the van, like, kind of looking at him. Like, not a physical altercation. No, just, like, just, just, like, t- just, like, they were just being dicks. Yeah. And so, um, so we play, and uh because of that like i was like especially aggressive on stage and like i could tell that the college kids were like who the fuck is this girl (laughs) and like just like really not into like me screaming and like screeching on the saxophone and i was like especially you know just kind of you know a little bit of a fuck you um so it turns out that we then the person who supposedly set up the show was like i'm not gonna give you the money because um, supposedly I didn't book you, which is bullshit because we had like the emails and we're like, but here are the emails. So the other band we were playing with were a bunch of assholes. It was Deer Hunter. Oh. <laughs> another band. I know that name. But yes. I yeah, they're another huge, anymore. huge band that yeah. like total. And that's the band that I was like. I'm going to talk shit a little bit about them because yeah. they were dicks. Yeah. And I was like, where's your fucking DIY punk ethic? You know, like we're all into this gather assholes, right. like people who buy your records, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. So not cool. That was not a cool situation. So, so wait, so then the, so the girl didn't pay us, whoever booked they us, paid them. but they, they paid, paid them. Of course. Cause they're then, deer hunter. Right. Do you get the feeling like deer hunter was like, dude, we didn't, we didn't want to play with another band. Probably. And then they were like, oh, well, we didn't really book them or something. Yeah, probably. I'm guessing there was some shady shit that happened. But there was, like, back and forth of email after that show with that person being like, you know, because we were kind of dependent. That was, like, our whole van rental, you know? Like, we we thought, like, going into that tour that that was going to be, like, our cash cow to pay for the fucking van and everything. And deer hunter fucked us out of it. <laughs> I mean, fuck deer hunter in that situation, but also that if the people that booked you, yeah, and like you've got the clear email and there's right. Like, I mean, I've been in situations. It doesn't sound like this is the case, but where upon like rereading, it's like, oh, this wasn't ever totally nailed down. Right, so like that's that happens. But yeah. if you were like looking at it, you're like no, yeah, you clearly say here, okay, yeah. shows on, yeah, and then we showed up, yeah. That's that's on them. Yeah. 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 Even if Deer Hunter's an asshole, they're like, you, they still it's up to them to like do what they said they were gonna do. And right. Pay the bands that they booked. I know. I know. It was weird. It's not like we like randomly show up the night that there's supposed to be a show, like in the student union, you know. Right. That like like how would the fuck would. Right. You know, we're like a touring band from Chicago. How the fuck? I would have we? heard of some band that does that. 
I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what they're called. But That's somebody round. was telling me about some band from Denver that just like shows up <laughs> to places <laughs> like that they're not renegade. <laughs> and they just like jump on and then like usually nobody's like gonna say anything. Like most people think there's a misunderstanding and they don't think that like what? this band is just like That's punk as crashing. fuck. Holy shit. I can't tell if it's I think it's punk as fuck, but I also think it's an asshole thing too. That's yeah, that's what makes it punk, right? <laughs> punk is a synonym for asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of great remember, at the same time. I can't remember the name of the band, but uh if I was playing a show and I was depending on the money and then the booker was like, oh yeah, I booked two more bands and you're going to split it with them. I would be like, that's yeah. not cool. You yeah. should have told me that. Yeah. I wouldn't take it out on the bands. Yeah. Like it's not their fault. Yeah. In that situation. Unless they just like rolled up and, <laughs> and put their hand out and like didn't, no, yeah. didn't ask anybody. Yeah. Scalpels and Fake Lake were not that punk. Right. <laughs> like yes, I'm an aggressive, you know, front person, right. but I'm not that aggressive. Not that much of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. Another North Carolina reference. I was in um, a band called Gin Teeth Fangs, and we were on a U.S. tour from Portland, and I had bought a 1969 Three on the Tree Ford Econoline. It was a blue van. Three and on the tree? Three on the tree, bitch. That That's where you fucking shift on the steering column. Three on the fucking tree. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> it's like the shifter's on the steering column. It's not, you know, down oh. on your... Yeah, yeah, it's on, and it's just... Yeah, it's like, like first, second, reverse. third, and oh, okay. reverse. But there's still a first, second, third. Yeah, first, yeah, second, okay, third, okay. and reverse. Gotcha. And I bought it from a farmer here in Oregon, and the, the shifter was broken so he welded a lead pipe for the shifter <laughs> like <Yeah>. you do <laughs> like you do because that's what you do you just fucking fix it with the lead pipe and then capped it off with a shotgun shell <laughs> <laughs> let's see what'll fit in there it's about the right size. i know this is perfect <laughs> okay. awesome so this van was sick needless to say it was amazing but we like blew through so many fucking uh Help me out here. Um, lead pipes? No, well, lead pipes, <laughs> shifting, clutches. There we clutches. go. Okay. Clutches. So finally, by the time we get to North Carolina and we're in Asheville, we're, of, course, of course we couldn't stay in town. Of course we had to stay with like a mountain friend. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I am like the, the paranoid like safety mom okay. of the usually of the vans and like I couldn't fall asleep in the vans. I would always have to be like alert if I wasn't driving. Okay. Finally I fucking fell asleep. The okay. one time I fell asleep and Suzanne um, was driving and she was like, Kaylin, Kaylin. I was like, wait what? And I didn't have my contacts in my eyeballs. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, we're stuck on the side of a mountain. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. And it's like pitch black because it's the fucking uh, mountains yeah. of Asheville. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Just like put it in reverse and, you know, try to like floor it into first or whatever and see if we can just like, you know, try to like hobble it up the mountain. Well, something I did not know about the Three on the Tree 1969 Ford Econoline <laughs> is that when the engine is not turned on, the brakes do not engage. Oh. So when you start to reverse it in without the engine on, you don't have fucking brakes. And when you're on a mountain, Holy shit. you start going down backwards. <laughs> oh, fuck. Holy shit. At like a clip, right? So right. we fucking started like in the black, pitch black, greening down the mountain. And um, that very summer too, this band from Portland called Exploding Hearts did die Holy in their van, shit. except for one member uh, on a mountainside. So, and then also our friend's spooky dance band got, like it was a fuck summer. It was like Mars was like piercing, uh, drilling a hole in everyone's third eye that summer in Portland. <laughs> our other friends, the spooky dance band got like hit on their bikes and stuff. It was fucked. But so we start careening down the mountain and the van lifts up and I'm like, all right, this is how I die. This is pretty fucking rock and roll. I was 23. So not quite 27. <laughs> um, and 
we land and I'm like what the fuck and like I'm like thinking like we're like in a cartoon you know where you're like teetering right. off the <laughs> cliff and so I'm like nobody move and we look and we're perfectly nestled in between all these boulders and the other side was like sheer cliff and at the bottom of the cliff there was a hot dog stand <laughs> which I would have thought was like super appropriate for me to die because I'm from Chicago okay so I was like yeah. I would have died on a hot dog stand of course of course <laughs> but the next day like we got the tow truck to like pull the van out and he's looking at us like we're all a bunch of fucking crazy freaks so wait what'd you do that night did you just... we we just walked up the mountain to the house oh you were pretty close to the house yeah yeah okay. that, yeah Okay. So we just walked the rest of it. Like, like, yeah, yeah, we're not. And like, I just Don't like cried it. in the middle of the road yeah. and was like, "Oh my god." That's if you got to know when. Like, okay, that's that's where that's staying for now. <laughs> we, we will deal with that in the morning. Yep. No, no more like, is going to happen tonight. Two in the morning. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. So that's yeah. Oh man. The show was pretty good. Right. <laughs> Silver lining, and there were hot dogs the next day. And there were hot dogs. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man, when you're on tour, there's always this, there's like this level of urgency a lot of times that doesn't exist when you're not on tour, where instead of like, oh, my car's acting up, I need to take it into the shop this right. week, it's like, nope, I have to fix it right now, yes. because we have to get to, to the next show. Boston by yep. like yep. 6 p.m. Yep. or whatever, and yep. so uh, it's good though when you know, when you're like, nope, that doesn't need to happen tonight. <laughs> That needs to happen tomorrow because yep. we're all tired and we will make no more good decisions tonight. No. And we're not no. dead. And we're let's, not let's dead. Call, we're let's cut our losses <laughs> and say, Stoke not not dead. That's enough productiveness for tonight. <laughs> we're all just get a A plus for not being dead. Yep. And we'll start again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You were talking about being sort of like safety band mom. Yeah. I was thinking about this, how like most bands have one person who's like, the band mom or band mm-hmm. dad mm-hmm. who like gets the shit done for mm-hmm. the most part mm-hmm. uh, and then most of the other people no offense to your bandmates or anyone else's bandmates are pretty much deadbeats mm-hmm. who are good at playing their instrument hopefully <laughs> and that's about it that's usually my experience I feel like most of the time there's one person who yeah, does all the stuff yep that's not just playing instruments mm-hmm. and then also plays their instrument yep. yep and then everybody else's job is just to show up and play their yep. instrument yeah. Would you say you're pretty much are usually that person? I have been that person quite often and like booking all the shows yeah. and taking care of the vehicle. I'm so grateful that I'm currently not that person that Eric Crespo I was, was kind of is yes. I was like that oh, person what happens when a band mom and a band dad get in a band together. Uh-huh. Somebody gets a break. Yep, it was it's me. Yeah, okay. And I'm like I'm like all right, I I get I get to do that because I'm like for real a single mom. Yeah. So I'm like I'm Eric, you got this. Okay. You, you got this. Like do it. Is that a conversation <laughs> you guys had? I'm just curious. No, no. What I mean no, it wasn't actually. I don't think so. I think he just like naturally took that leadership, and I was just okay. like, "Yeah, I am a okay with it." Because cool. I've done that job so many times, right. and uh, yeah, not into it. Because occasionally, I've been in bands where there's two of us. I'm always that person. Yeah, yeah. When I'm in a band, well, no, that's not true. I'm not always that person. If it's my band, I'm that person. Yeah. And then. The times when I'm not that person, I'm just like a hired gun or like yeah. a, just helping out a friend, but not yeah. an essential member of the band. Yeah. Usually. And I like that role shift. I like yeah. being able to just show up and play my instrument Fuck and yeah. not book the shows Hell and yeah. Not yeah. do all the logistical work yeah. that goes into touring because I do plenty of that yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. But I'm stoked when somebody's like, I just need, you just need to like learn these bass parts. And right. Like, cool. I know. That'll be I awesome. know. I know. <laughs> I love that in Obronia, I can just focus on being, like, the, the band diva instead of the band mom. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just curious if, if like, when there are two people that do it, mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. I mean, it doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think mm-hmm. somebody needs to be, mm-hmm. like, the one making yeah. everything happen. But it can be a nice... Uh, I've seen bands where there's two, where it's yeah. like, oh, that's cool, you guys got I mean, sometimes, you know, I still, like, answer emails and, you know, feel shit like that with, with Eric, and but we communicate 
pretty well. So I'm yeah. just like, hey, did you check this email? Whatever. Yeah. Um, with Eric, because I I really don't want to do it. Um, okay. And I feel like he has like more connections now because I kind of took a hiatus from music when yeah. I became a mom. Um, so I feel like he's maintained a lot more connections than I have. Right. So. I was thinking that the band I was talking about that uh, where the drummer ghosted. Uh, that was my friend Tony Presley's band, uh, Real Life Tigers. Okay. And Tony's a total band dad. Okay. Uh, and I love being in a band with him because okay. he's like, he's the dude. Yes. And I'm not, again, it's his project. I was yeah. just like going on one tour with yeah. him. I've played with him a handful of times, but it's just like a nice vacation in a way. Fuck yeah. For somebody who's on tour all the time, it's like being on tour but not as right? the one in the spotlight is like a vacation. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny because in that one, he, you know, it's like he did all this planning where like he has all these songs that he can play solo. He also plays them with different arrangements. And then for that tour, he was really stoked about it being this like rock thing instead of like this song or singer songwriter kind of thing. And so he got his buddy Alex to like fly out from Boston to Texas uh, to like rehearse and then like go on this like maybe like three week tour or something. And then, yeah, like a week into the tour, dude bails. <laughs> I know. I wonder I wonder if that drummer from Future Islands is, like, kicking himself at all. Oh, right. You know? Because, like, yeah. they make your, you know, they're, they're like, doing it. They yeah. make their fucking living off of their music, which is incredible. Right, right. You know? Um, so I wonder if that drummer is just like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I missed I, my ticket! I you know? Too. I like, wonder what it's that worth does. it not to be a dick, I guess, you know? Yeah, but we were talking about this before I started recording. Uh, dicks don't know their dicks a lot of times. Right, Some right. Some dicks probably do, but I feel like a lot of motherfuckers have no idea that they're the motherfucker. Right. And it's, and I mean, this is not to defend motherfuckers, but like everybody <laughs> tends to think they're the good guy, I guess. Yes. That like yes. most people think. Like Donald Trump. Probably thinks he's a good he's guy. He's the protagonist of his story. You know, like he's the main character, and everybody else. In his no, case, nobody else matters. It's like just about him. No one else is, e- or everyone else is evil in his scenario. Yeah, he's evil good... or just indifferent, or just like someone he's indifferent towards. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? So, but I mean, I think about this a lot. Where sometimes it's cool when you see the like. I'm trying to think of an example, but. I never saw that movie Wicked, but I think it's that kind of thing where you like see a story from someone else's point of view, mm. and you're like, oh, I always thought the witch was the villain, but actually, right, right. witch kind of has a point there, <laughs> right? I mean, there's been a few, I feel like that's been a theme in the last like decade or two of, right. of like turning the story around mm-hmm. from another perspective, mm-hmm. and that's cool, but at the same time, you know that everybody does that for themselves. They right. always think that they're the right one. Like, I'm sure right. you know people who break up and then like, their version of the story is one thing and then you if you know their partner too and you're like uh, that's not what I heard Her, right and not, sometimes it's not that like one is lying right it's just that one focuses on different set of information than the other right. ones and I always think this is bizarre but I hear it all the time where someone's like oh my god that guy we were together for two years he never once celebrated my birthday and like that's like the bit of information that's like most relevant now that you're broken up like it just seems like Sometimes people handpick things of like what was right. wrong with that person, right. and then well, you missed two times, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just, I just think like I wonder what. That's probably not why you broke up. <laughs> you know? Like, that's is that the really least of it? Yeah, why you broke up. Uh, everyone has their their version. I just wonder what the guy from Future Islands, if like his version of the story was like. That everyone was being mean to him, or like, yeah. or what what he what he tells his friends about why he's why not, he's not in the, in the super <laughs> popular band <laughs> right. anymore, right. and that they don't have a drummer. And I think he was like playing. He wasn't like playing like a kit. He was playing the you know the electric pads. Okay. Style. So I don't know their music, but did they have like sequencing or? or yeah, is, so is it's like synth or? and yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay. um, so they just they. And bass, and then Sam sang, so, um, yeah. It's kind of like dancey, I don't know. I always, Sam, I don't know if Sam knows that I would refer to him as, um, 
Morrissey meets Meatloaf. Okay. Okay. Sam, I'm sorry. I love you. Here's what you do. You put me in touch with Sam. We'll do a show with him. He can defend himself if he doesn't like that characterization. He can tell his version of the story. I do want to hear what happened to that guy. If he, like, hightailed it back to North Carolina. Or if he just, like, went to a bar. And, like, they heard from him the next day. And he's like, sorry, I was a dick last night. Going through some stuff with my girlfriend. You know, I don't know. I don't, I'd be curious I, to what, what happened. I know. I don't even remember that dude's name. I just remember... I just remember he was just, like, really angry. That's all. And I was yeah. just like, what's going on? And then me and Sam, like, probably smoking weed and getting goofy together and laughing about it. Like, yeah, fuck, dude. 12 years ago. Like I said, <laughs> shit gets fuzzy. I'm like, sure. I know I've, like, played so many shows... I know there's got to be, like, other shitty shows where, like, people were heckling me or... Right. But I... Oh! Another... I just remembered another show. It wasn't really shitty, but my band Gin Teeth Fangs, the one with the 1969 Ford Econoline, we were, we were kind of, like, instigators. And yeah. Stefan, our drummer, had, like, all these old 45s when we were playing at the Ash Street, also known as the Ash Street in Portland. Um, and Stefan was chucking the 45s at the wall it was like a brick wall and it like splintered broke apart and it like fucking nailed this jock bro because i don't know if you've like been to downtown portland there's like a weird mixture of like noise yeah. weirdos and weirdos well there at least was and then like jock bros okay and it hit a jock bro in the head and yeah. it like he started bleeding oh, all shit. over his face and he like marched up to me and I was like playing the flute and I was like Bleh. and he was like I'm gonna fucking kill you so like we stopped the show and bought him a beer to like appease him so he wouldn't beat the shit out of all of us <laughs> wait why was he throwing 45s because we were in, that's like that was like our shtick like we were like little fucker instigators like okay. we did shit like that like firecrackers throwing but things ideally not hitting people no it wasn't it, he was throwing it at the brick wall but it ricocheted right. off right. and hit the dude right that does seem like forehead. poor planning on your buddy's part yes I mean. oh totally <laughs> yeah. totally that's why i you know i grew up in the south side of chicago with a bunch of cops so usually like i can like talk people out of like being mad and okay. stuff i'm like well, let me, i was like yeah, i got this like we get you beer it's gonna be fine <laughs> You're going to be fine, man, you know, yeah. and so, yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> that just makes me think of, I can't remember if we talked about this at the Yannis and Gat show or the show you played with them, uh, but I was really hesitant to, to check out Yannis and be honest because oh. I wasn't into monotonics I was never right there were like performance yeah like setting like, shit on fire yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. really and nothing against Jonathan because it wasn't yeah. him it was all the singer right but the singer was just an asshole yeah yeah <laughs> and it was one of those things where it's like I get that this is performance art right you're still just being a dick yeah and I kind of like the locust that, that, that was okay. kind of like their I, I know who they are, but I don't know yeah. their shows at all. They were just like aggressive assholes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I played once or twice, I think just once with Monotonics, and that dude was like that off the stage too. And I was mm. like, oh, was just you found yeah. your calling. Yeah. Like, people will pay you yeah. to be a dick on stage. Yeah. And so that's like your outlet, but yeah. you're just actually a dick all the time. It's not like it's not like you're performing there. Right. You're just you're just letting yourself do what you do. And that show was hilarious though because we played together in I think it was in Cologne, Germany, uh-huh. and there's nobody at the show. And if you've ever seen a a band that's like all spectacle. With no with audience. With no spectators. Yeah. It's sad. It's really, I'm sure. It's really sad. I'm he sure. He was, like, out to just, like, make a, you know, total mess. And it, like... Make there, people materialize There somehow. were, like, six or seven people there all standing way in the back. Mm. And his whole deal is, you know, he'd, like... I mean, I'd seen... I actually saw him in Chicago, and I was not into it. But at that show, like, he was spitting beer on people, throwing beer around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's... I don't want to... Yeah. 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 It's stinky. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that he kept getting closer to people and all these like 
cautious Germans would just sort of be like, oh, I think we'll just stand a little bit back, <laughs> back in the back of the room. You know, they just kept like inching back further yeah. from him every time he came closer. But it was this massive space. It was like a huge, huge warehouse space with like six or seven people watching. And then like I was on tour with another band called The Drift. Uh, and it was just like me, The Drift, and Monotonics. And, and that was it. And okay. then everyone just was like staying as far away from them as possible like trying to be polite and listen but as from as far away as I could I just kept thinking it was I gonna like I respect your into... art but just from a distance well yeah people <laughs> didn't want to be in the splash zone you know no. like they, they just wanted to like yeah and not necessarily get you know punched or or spit upon I know yeah it's uh, intense it it's in- I feel like well especially you know men kind of in that I've seen a lot of shows with bands like the Locust where yeah. it's the kind of male aggressor doing that kind of antics and uh, you know I'm a little over I'm also just like over dude bands yeah and, my, and I tell my bandmates this all the time because especially they're all dudes yeah. I'm like we're playing shows with another dude band. God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then, so, yeah, that was, like, the thing about Yon and Tengat, but, like, I feel like they somehow, you know, overcame the fact that they're dude band in a way. Um, but also still maintaining, like, their very much maleness. But there was, like, maybe, like, some kind of, like, inherent sexiness because I noticed, like, a lot of women were just, like, yeah, and feeling it. So somehow it transcended you know their gender in a sense but also very maleness you, but though but it was very male it was very it was very male but it wasn't like i don't know i don't know how to explain it maybe because i just had the hot for something <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna mention it but i was like yeah it was definitely sexy it was, very, it was very sexy <laughs> <laughs> well uh, yeah, I'm, and I liked. I thought it was a good show. Yeah. I'm not dissing on that on Yonsen yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and like my buddy Thor was playing with them. I yes. Love, I yes. Love Thor, Thor is great. Playing. Yes. Um, Max the drummer was killer. Sick, uh, sick drummer. I told you, like he was. Max was my favorite thing. He was my favorite to thing watch. Too. <laughs> uh, he was just so on, like so sick. on, sick. and like and just like perpetual, like some of those beats where it was like an I, I interesting know. fucked up beat and I know. he just was on it I know. for like I know. forever and just I know. didn't lose anything nothing yeah yeah so he was so so good definitely I feel like the majority of compliments I heard were about him that yeah. night yeah um, Jonathan needs to to keep him yeah well so but with with monotonics and again I, I have nothing against Jonathan or anything in fact actually I ended up at that cologne show I ended up making friends with the I can't remember his name now it's been so long but uh, the drummer for that band mm. who's the nicest guy mm-hmm. so nice yeah but to the point where uh, there was a point in our conversation where I started feeling like you know when you're talking to somebody who's in an abusive relationship and you're <laughs> yeah. like and you're like girl you're better than this yeah. like yep. like I'm sort of talking to him about it because at that show the singer had like dumped a 55 gallon um, like trash can full of bottles okay. on the drummer while he was playing. Fuck. And it didn't look fun for anybody <laughs> involved except for the singer. It seemed like he was having a good time. And I was like, at first, you know, it's sort of like, okay, that's your guys' shtick. I'm not going to get right. into it. But I ended up like talking to the drummer and I was, at some point I was just like, hey man, I, yeah, it was not weird, but is that like, are you into that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's fire. It's it's just fine. But it so sounded like somebody, you know, whose fucking husband beats them or something, where it's like, oh, he's a good guy. He doesn't mean he it, doesn't you know? Mean it. Yeah, and I was like, you know, you. I mean, you're a great drummer. Like, you could totally play in a band that. You don't get abused in? Yeah. Fuck. Well, I feel like, I feel like if you know. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of Jonathan, I think he probably is self-aware and knew what was going on in that band so us being like yeah. I'm sorry I to know if I, like he had to have known that like people in, that they're the lead singer was an asshole and like oh, that totally. was like their thing so oh yeah there was no yeah. question about it yeah I feel like because yeah. it was very much on display my first time seeing him I remember actually I was in I was at Ronnie's yes Ronnie's. yeah so it was at Ronnie's were you at That's, that show I you know 
I don't fucking remember. I remember it very distinctly. Because I went to a lot of Ronnie shows. Sure, yeah, so did I. I may have been drunk at the bar. Okay. Remember, <laughs> remember Mandy? I don't know if you remember Mandy. Uh, her project was called Meander. She was in the band um, Cellmates. And then Emily. Fuck. Uh, I'd have to see their faces. I don't know if you were friends with them or not, yeah. actually. But um, Mandy was dating this woman, Emily. And I'm, like, super tight with Mandy. We're still good friends to this day. Um, she was dating this woman, Emily... Who, I remember both of them were just sort of like went in there and were just like, this is gonna be shit. This is not, yeah, I don't, I don't need this, yeah, in my life, yeah. Um, no thanks. And I was like, uh, I'll give them a chance, I'll give them like, I'm gonna check it out for a minute, yeah. And I was, they, I think they bounced. I think the three of us, I don't know if we all showed up together or what, but I, I was housemates with Mandy at the time, so I think we maybe went there together. They were both like, no nope. thanks. Though, now that I'm remembering it, I think part of it was also, Emily is Palestinian, and I don't know if she was also like, uh, I don't want to see like some super aggro Israeli dude. Mm. I don't remember if that, I think that was part of it, Um, but I also, I know Mandy was just like, I just don't need like Mm -hmm. aggro dude music Mm -hmm. in my life, really, Mm -hmm. and um, they both like, I think went outside or something, and I was like... I'm gonna just check them out for a minute. Yeah. I checked it out for like five minutes. Wait, Emily, who also was in Bad Palm with me. Emily, who's in Angel Wilson. Yeah. Emily. Totally. Oh, yeah, of course I fucking yeah. know Emily. Yeah. Okay, I thought She so. played in her first band was uh, with my band, who, you know, I go under the solo moniker of Bad Palm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I couldn't remember that, but now that yes. you said yeah, 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 totally. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was closer with Mandy, but I knew Emily through Mandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember. Now it now it all... Yeah. yeah. Now that I have that reference yeah. of like, yes, of course I know Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, played in a band with her. <laughs> yeah. They were pretty much immediately like, no thanks. And yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe. And then I checked out for I like... I wonder if I was at that show. Maybe five minutes. And I was like, yeah, I don't... I'm not into this. But do you remember Mike? Uh, what's Mike's last name? Usry? Yeah, so who does recordings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he records couples, I'm yeah. pretty sure. MP Productions, I yes. think was what it, Yeah. Yes. He told me about the previous time, this is a bit of a tangent, but it goes in, I don't think this is the worst shows ever, but uh, the previous time they had come through, mm-hmm. um, so do you remember in Ronnie's there was that um, statue of Mary? No. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was, it was sort of in the, like... In the... In the stage area yeah so like the way the the bar was right you like you go in the yeah. front door and the bar is right there on your right. left and goes back and you go to the right and there's like that sort of garage that yeah it become yeah. the performance area yeah and i don't know if you remember but kind of the deal was ronnie who ran the bar didn't really give a fuck about the shows right he let people put shows on there yeah. as long as it didn't like upset his regulars right and it was like he had his bar going and the bar crowd generally had nothing to do with the folks who were there for the shows, right? Like two, yeah, I, yeah, two, two separate things living yeah. next to each other, and um, so Mike is telling me about the the last time that they came through, or the first would have been the first time that he booked them. Uh, they're like doing sound check, and I guess the singer is like, "What's off limits?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "What can't we fuck with?" Basically, like, <laughs> yeah, "What can't we break or fuck with?" And he's like, "What?" He's like, "We're gonna go crazy." You gotta tell me what the boundaries are. What I can't <laughs> fuck with, and I won't. And I was, he was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, oh no. Well, and oh, so no. he goes through like the stuff. He's like, "Don't break any glasses," I guess. Uh, yeah. And sort of like makes a list, and he's like, "Okay, got it." Uh, I guess in the middle of the show, he suddenly sees the guy look right at the. Mary statue, which was like a four-foot statue. Uh-huh. It was like a large uh-huh. statue. And realizes he didn't include that in the list. <laughs> oh, no! And, 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 you know, Mike is like, I should have said Mary, but oh, I didn't say Mary. Oh, no! And he knows that, like, Ronnie is this, like, devout Catholic. Yeah. If something happens to Mary, yeah. they're never having a show there again. Oh, no. So... Dude, I think I remember this. Now no, I this wasn't is, at this show. I'm I just... this is coming back because I remember Mike was like really upset. <laughs> well, well, that's okay. what I remember the show of Mike being like. So Fuck. you might have been at the first one then. Yeah, this was the second one that I went to. And Mike, I 
when I checked him out for a minute and decided I wasn't into it, I just uh-huh. went and said hey to Mike, and he was telling me a little bit about the previous show. I don't remember if he was telling me this after the show or later, or what, I can't remember, but, uh-huh. but he was like, so if you remember in the back, it's like, there was sort of a bar in the back that they used for the sound booth, uh-huh. and it was really just a bar, yeah. but he had the, the, the board, soundboard, the soundboard yeah. back there. Well, so Mike sees dude making a run for the st- the the Mary, and Mike realizes he has to stop him. So, the thing is, there's that um, because it's like a bar. There's like I don't know how to describe this to people listening, but there's like a a part of the bar that lifts up, that right? You're, that you can like yeah, so you can get an exit. Up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just like there's no time, so he just like ducks down to go under that. Uh huh. And then he's already in duck down position. So he just sacks, dude. <laughs> he just, uh, apparently, Mike was a football player back in the day. Oh, and he just straight up sacks the singer, oh knocks God. him on his ass, uh, like just, you know, yeah. a few feet Averting in front of the, 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 Mary. the Mary statue. Oh my God. But to their credit, I will say, because I'm talking all this shit, but Mike was like, yeah, the guy wasn't mad or anything about me tackling him. He just, like, got right back up and kept going. Like, that was part of the shtick or something. <laughs> like, he was totally... He was like, oh, okay. Good no Mary. You, you said no Mary, so... <laughs> uh, now I know. You should have mentioned Mary yeah, you before. Can't, you can't fuck with any Chicagoans Virgin Mary statue. <laughs> you can't. Like, not. you just can't. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, we're as Catholic as they come. Like, I... Fuck, man. Southside Irish Catholic. That's me. Yeah. You know, not anymore, of course. Right. I don't know if... I don't think it was... I have no idea if Mike is Catholic, but he just knew that Ronnie was yeah, Catholic. right. That's what I'm saying. And Ronnie, like, you can't... You can't... And especially the host like, of the show. We'd be, we'd be fucked. We'd never get a show there. And at the time, that's that's where, like, most of the good shows that I knew about were happening. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my first ever good show in Chicago. Was, was it Ronnie's? Ronnie's? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to explode if I don't pee. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me, CJ. Yeah. Thanks, friends, for listening. Awesome. I got to go run to the... I've been, like, watching people going out. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of the one of Flyman, Meg Roberts... Christina Poez and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever. <laughs>